0: So, we are in a transitional calendar scheduling period here, and I actually didn't know that we were recording today. Oh. I, for some reason, (laughs) thought that we were not. So, I'm here, but I haven't read for writing group yet, which is right after this. Oh. So, I'm going to do that at some point. In the middle of the podcast? I just have to entertain people for like 30 minutes? I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to read chunks of Stormlight 5 silently to myself (laughs) while Brandon does a song and dance for you. (laughs) <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not I'm not the best at song and dance. I, I will
1: admit. Emily will sometimes be like, sing a song, and usually the best I can come up with is Santoki. I did that on the podcast. Santoki, oh, yeah, Santoki is mountain rabbit, it's a Korean like nursery. Rhyme. Figured, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But we have a food heist dish thing. Yeah,
0: so we have already created brackets. Yes. For the promised brackets for episode one oh four. Is it 104 or 105 that we'll do it? I thought we said we were going to do it in 104. Okay. To end To end the, the year. Yeah, okay. The, the two years. One, 104. And so we've already created those brackets, and now I'm going to ruin them. Yes, because you're, you're going to give us
1: another potential I'm going to give entry. you one
0: that absolutely belongs in the brackets.
1: So, so you're saying Scar, who uh, did sweat and blood and tears, mm-hmm. listening to our podcast, which is very, very difficult. Which is onerous yes. at yes. best. And
0: created this bracket for us, is now going to have to to alter it. Mm -hmm. And here's why. Because it's a food theft that has just enough planning to it that I'm going to call it a heist. I'll let it be a heist. You you warned me what it was going to be. Because we were trying Uh, to
1: remember if we talked about it
0: before. The reason this is so awesome Mm -hmm. is that it is perpetrated not by humans, but by elephants so heist performed by elephants. heist performed by elephants monkeys you expect obviously they're gonna do a heist i mean right look at them. yeah uh Mm -hmm. foxes yeah heist all the time yeah famous for their heists Mm -hmm. an elephant though that's a little more unexpected
1: yes but elephants are just so intelligent that are i mean if you need my parrot could never pull off a heist and he's very smart Because he's too impulsive. He sees the thing and he takes it. He's not going to plan how to get the thing, but an elephant.
0: Did you see the video that was going around Reddit a few days ago of a little girl who trained her parrot to pull her loose teeth out of her mouth? Yes, I've seen that before, yeah. Yeah, I think that sounds very clever. But at the same time, I shudder to think Mm -hmm. of going into a house where there is a bird trained to rip teeth out of your mouth. Yeah, I, I saw that and I thought, Ugh, like, if any of your kids train Jello to do that, yeah, I will just never visit you again. I saw that it was
1: a cockatoo, and I'm like, how do you even get them trained on that? But you know, the new thing—we're not talking about parrots, but the new thing with parrots is
0: skyping parrots to call one another. Parrots can talk to each other over Skype. Yes, that's, that's, a, that's a new
1: thing that they're doing with parrots. Parrot Kindergarten is the website. I okay. have not deeply investigated it, but I learned about from our mutual friend, Mary Robinette, who said, have you seen
0: this? You've seen this? And I went and watched uh, some parrots of Parrots love things. Skype. Mm-hmm. They will not use Zoom. No. And there are some species of talking bird that will just FaceTime, <laughs> but everyone makes fun of those ones. Jello, he might be willing to do it because
1: he sure does like talking to the bird in the mirror. Yeah. I think he figures out after just a minute or two this is just me, because mm-hmm. he can't get it to do anything except what he's doing, and he loses interest. But when he first sees the bird in the mirror, he's like, oh, oh,
0: was, hey. hey!" So if he sees a bird on a Skype call, mm-hmm. is he going to think at first that it's a mirror? I don't know, because when he first sees the mirror, he
1: thinks it's another bird. Every time. Every time. yeah. It takes him a few minutes. He's really excited. He goes and talks to them. He says, hello. He does his tricks. And then they just... Keep doing the exact yeah. same thing and then you just wanders like away. This bird
0: just knows the same tricks I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna learn anything yeah. of value. So all right. So do you want to hear about the elephants? I do. So I don't know exactly where this takes place. You uh, tried to look it up beforehand. I tried and, to look it up. Yeah. The article from the Hindustani Times, if that tells you anything, dear listener, whereabouts it might be. Mm-hmm. But the article itself does not list a location anywhere. Yep. But it is in this region. Clearly against the law to hit an elephant They have right of way on the road Yes, as they should As they should Yes And so there are some elephants who've figured this out And know that they're not going to get hit mm-hmm. And so they stand on the side of the road And there's video, you can watch them They just kind of stand there watching cars go by Until a truck carrying sugar cane comes along And then they step out in front of it And wait for it to stop And then they start stealing sugarcane off of it which you know, if you've got at least two elephants working in concert, that's a heist, yeah, right? Absolutely. You distract them. You're the fancy elephant that's gonna distract them up front. You're the face elephant. Yeah. And then the thief elephant behind is gonna steal some sugar cane they and split off they the goods, go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this presumably is... there's a, a mastermind elephant hiding mm-hmm. in the trees. <laughs> <A> mastermind <laughs> elephant hiding yeah. in the trees. M- maybe a hacker elephant hiding in the trees. Yeah,
1: it's a jungle. You can hide an elephant in the jungle. Yeah. There's a magic card about that. (laughs) Do you remember this one? It's called Elephant Ambush. And it is an elephant hiding behind a tree very poorly. But (laughs) yeah. Someone got the description and the name of the card and thought, all right, we just have to have fun with this. Mm -hmm. So obviously, I mean, They haven't arrested these elephants. No. Um, Diplomatic immunity, I assume. Different nation, you know, different species. It might be that that's what it is. Yeah. You got to suffer the elephants.
0: Which to some degree Mm -hmm. feels unfair to put them in the same bracket as the humans, right? Yeah. Maybe they should have their own bracket. Yeah. I mean, they can go on our
1: bracket. I'm just thinking about food, heist, prison. They're never going to go there. They got diplomatic immunity.
0: (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. They're playing with a different set of rules. Mm -hmm. Elephant privilege. Elephant privilege. Elephant privilege. But now I'm imagining that not only is there a mastermind elephant who's like in the trees mm-hmm. watching this all take place. Yeah. There's a hacker elephant somewhere, right? <laughs> Who like knocked down a light pole over a cross street funneling the sugarcane trucks down this road. This is very elaborate. I mean, obviously. And the fact that the article doesn't mention any of these peripheral elephants only proves how good they are yeah. at their jobs. They didn't get caught. They're hiding behind the trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously. The last leverage member is the hitter, is Elliot. So there's got to be like a elephant thug somewhere who's waiting to, In case, like if the yeah. cops do show up, yeah. the elephant bruiser is there to do they have like, fight like- him off. I don't know. In Canada, they have Mounties. Do they have, like,
1: police on elephants that could be, like, the elephant police? I hope so, because that mean, sounds awesome. Then- Like, genuinely, you that could sounds get great. arrested by the elephant police. I mean, that's obviously
0: kind of a cross-species,
1: mm-hmm. you know, work-together sort of, yeah. you know. Thing well, it's on.
0: also worth pointing out. Mm-hmm. Elliot, on leverage, never actually beat up, like, cops, as far as I remember. He was mostly fighting other bad guys. That's true. The elephants who want so, this territory. the elephant yeah. bruiser- is the one that mm-hmm. fights off like the other elephant gang, the other thief group? I got a name for him. Okay. The Snackoderms. <laughs> That's amazing. The Snackoderms. <laughs> this is not only now an amazing story idea, this is an entire Saturday morning cartoon I show. Mean, yeah. The snackoderms. The snackoderms. You got food heist elephants. Okay, we officially trademarked this. I declare trademark. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> yep. And we're going to produce this. The snackoderms. The snackoderms. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, I'm canceling all my other projects that I do here at Dragonsteel so that I can create the snackoderms half hour cartoon show.
1: All our concept artists like, forget all that stuff you've been doing. Epic fantasy's
0: out. We're this now. Give me Snackaderm. We are now an animation company creating Snackaderms. There's got to be at least four. Four. We just described five. How have you turned we differentiate the? This slightly. is like the ultimate crossover. You have turned the food heist into a bad story idea. Oh, I have not. <laughs> you did it when you called them the snackoderms. I
1: was naming them because all of our great food heist mafia the groups, great
0: ones, have names. Have names, but right? But also, mm-hmm. that name tells a story all by itself. Like I can see the logo in my head, and I am very excited. Oh, dear. This is
1: going to win the bracket. Oh. The last one should not win the bracket. Everyone needs to go listen to the other You have things. to listen to all of them. We'll only put up two each week. Okay. Right? We'll, we'll show you the whole bracket, but then it'll
0: be- But then vote
1: you'll, week the vote by week will be in the bracket. One of the bad story ideas versus another. Mm-hmm. The seeds, you know, we'll start with probably the seeds in the middle that are very close and then it'll move to the, the more extremes because the upsets are more exciting. So you yeah. want those later on. And then we'll have one food heist and we'll, every week- have one of each for you to vote on mm-hmm. to advance to the bracket. That way you don't have to get overwhelmed. Therefore, you yeah. can just jump back and
0: listen to the little clips. And I yeah. think that once people listen to them, yes. you know, the bias towards the new will yep. wear off. Because Snack-at-Arms is awesome, mm. undoubtedly. But also the Edelstahlkugel, yeah. like all these other things that happened, mm. they're pretty amazing. The Gardener gardener the alligator ranch and the hurricane we came up with a name for the alligator ranchers do you remember what it was
1: i don't remember oh man we have to look that up it's got to be on the bracket it'll be in the bracket is it on the bracket? he's already done the work scar did you you remember what we named the alligator ranchers you named it because of the salad dressing oh did we just call them the ranchers yeah oh get a ranch because of the salad dressing okay which was hard to follow, but hey. Sometimes I mean, we're hard to follow. <laughs> yeah, that's <was> a little <laughs> I thought we came I up with- I wish we had a better name. Like two episodes ago, I thought we came up with a new name. A new
0: name for them? Yeah. Like whoever's the leader was not going to be the dawn. Yeah. It was going to be the something else. Mm-hmm. I think people in the YouTube comments suggested Papa or something, like kind of a go for a French
1: yeah. Creole thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which could be good. That is good. I swear we came up with something new a couple weeks ago. We're going to have to go back and listen. Well, yep, you Scar will look it up. We hire people to look these things yes. up for us. So, we actually have a topic for today, 12 minutes into our episode. Believe it or not. The snackoderms has indeed derailed everything. Derailed everything. As they are wont to do. Yeah, I mean, we gotta stop in place when there's a snackoderm
0: in front of you. <laughs> it's the law. Oh man, every episode of the show is just them standing in front of a different car. <laughs> <laughs> they only have one plan, and it's, well... Oh, they make other plans. Yeah. They make countless other plans, and they all fall apart. And inevitably, they're like, well, let's just try standing in front of it. See if that works. And then it does. Anyway, our actual topic mm-hmm. is we're going to talk about disappointing media. So, yeah, this was my idea. I was curious what
1: the most like disappointed you've ever been. In the middle of like a movie or a TV show or things like that. Mm -hmm. And I came up with, it was actually hard for me because my number one is really easy. Okay. And my number two is really easy. Number three was kind of hard for me. There's a whole bunch of things. And then there's a bunch of honorable mentions that I thought don't deserve to be on this list. So I thought maybe we could start with one of my honorable mentions to explain why. Okay. because great. I have some honorable mentions as well. Great. So my first honorable mention is episode one. Because we weren't disappointed when we watched it. Yeah. And so it doesn't fit the criteria. Mm -hmm. Later on, I had a growing disappointment in the experience. But in that theater, that opening night, with everybody waving lightsabers and having waited whatever 20 years for Star Wars or something, it was still a magical time Mm -hmm. that I don't remember anyone disliking the
0: experience. Yeah. We all really kind of loved it. We... Mm -hmm floated out of that theater Mm -hmm. on a high. I absolutely put Star Wars prequels as one of my honorable mentions as well. Kind of refrigerator logic disappointing. Yeah. They were not what I hoped they would be. They were not as something. But yeah, in the moment, Mm -hmm. all of that childhood magic was still there. Yeah. I was a little boy and it was great. Which is why when the kind of pop culture
1: redemption of the prequels began... I was initially surprised but then like actually there's things to love there because I legitimately enjoyed the experience of going. It yeah. was just it didn't hold up for a second view. When I watched it the second time I'm like, Ugh.
0: "Like, really?" Yeah. So, so. for me, mm-hmm. and the thing is I don't think that they are bad movies. And oh, in part I do. precisely and, and that's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're well-made movies, uh-huh. but here's the thing. I firmly believe that any art that has fans Mm -hmm. is ultimately good art because it has reached an audience. It has kind of done its purpose. I mean, we've talked about this a lot. Yeah. I think there's room
1: for nuance there.
0: Absolutely. There totally is. Right. I agree
1: with you that art that finds its fans, but if those very fans
0: admit it's not very well made, you've got a huge caveat. Mm -hmm. For sure. Basically, what I'm saying is, I know that a lot of people love those movies. Uh-huh. And for me, and there's going to be counterexamples to this, but mm-hmm. for me, I think it's just they are new movies and they affect a new generation of fans differently than they affect us. Maybe. Right? I mean, the redemption of the, the prequels
1: happening as the sequels fell apart in different ways, I am more interested in watching a prequel than a sequel. And so it's not just Star Wars... Is good whatever Star Wars, but it was not disappointing. In fact, I watched all three, and I can remember walking out of number two and being like, "You know, number one wasn't that good, but number two was great." And number Oh really?
0: Yeah, I had the opposite reaction. Okay, I walked out of number one, you know, with the same kind of Mm -hmm. high that we were just talking about. Even in the theater after number two, I was like, "Yeah, this wasn't very good, was it?" And I remember the specific arguments that I was using with my friends as we kind of tried to talk ourselves into liking it. Okay. Like at the end when they say, oh, we have the secret plans for the super weapon and Mm -hmm. it turns out it's the Death Star. And I was like, okay, yes, you're right. That's what Star Wars is about. It's Mm -hmm. this big over the top adventure story with Mm -hmm. big crazy things, which really was just me trying to talk myself into enjoying an experience that I didn't really enjoy. Because I do think number two is the worst of them. In hindsight. down. And I remember walking out of number
1: three and saying, well, number one and number two weren't very good, but this is definitely the best of them. And it has like an absurdly high Rotten Tomatoes score. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't the only one. Yeah. But then afterward, I'm like, man, a lot of the worst memes still come from the third. <laughs> the third one. I mean, the yeah. worst of the worst come from the second.
0: But yeah. Yeah, I like Revenge of the Sith a lot. I've never seen it again. I saw it the okay. one time and I thought, yeah, that's definitely the best Of the prequels. I mean, it is. Easily. It is. And I've just never gone back to watch it again.
1: Anyway, what's your honorable mention? We've probably Uh, talked Star Wars way too much. Star
0: Wars. And this is super boring as well, but my next honorable mention is actually phase four of the MCU. Oh, yeah. Which I have it as an honorable mention and Mm -hmm. not an actual disappointment because it's hard to compare to the one-two punch of Infinity War and Endgame, right? Yep. The culmination of 10 years and 22, 23 movies, whatever it was, like that was a phenomenal achievement. Mm -hmm. And I can understand why the next stuff to come out isn't hitting the same way. And so I cut them some slack. I think they've made some big narrative errors and artistic Mm -hmm. errors, but I don't really hate any of the phase four stuff. I just don't really love it either.
1: Yeah, I can't really put it on the list because I've never been disappointed really in any of the media as I've been watching it again, mm-hmm. right? And again, WandaVision is one of my favorite pieces of media in the it MCU. Is. It's very good. And the third Spider-Man movie is legit great, I think. you, you, you I know you disagree. <laughs> and so for me, the whole phase four is falling flat for me.
0: So, mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of it's people. It's got pieces that I and love. The thing is- no matter how many times I get kind of bored and meh and mm-hmm. go, oh, well, that really wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Even so, yeah. when a new trailer comes out, I get incredibly hyped every single time. Like the new trailer for the Marvels, mm-hmm. that looks phenomenal to me. So, But I mean, it says
1: something that for a while, MCU was my favorite media property going, and I mm-hmm. still have not
0: seen the last two movies. I have not either. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen... Love and Thunder, I haven't seen Black okay, so Panther. Haven't seen I haven't three. seen Quantumania, so that's yeah. three. I did see Love and Thunder. I'm an
1: apologist yeah. for Love and Thunder. So once you watch it, we should talk about it mm-hmm. You know, a year late because that's how <laughs> we do things if you do yeah. watch it. But I'm an apologist for that movie. It's definitely not great. I see studio meddling more than I see anything else in that one. There are some great parts about it. And it's Taika Watiti just being fun. Yeah. And I enjoy that. But like I said, I'll be an apologist for that movie, but the whole phase four, okay. Honorable mention for me.
0: Okay. Golden Compass. Movie or TV show or both? Movie. Movie.
1: hmm I um, never
0: actually watched either of them. Oh, haven't you? Okay. But I, I have not heard wonderful things about either of them. So, so
1: the reason it's an honorable mention is, uh, and not an actual disappointment is, it is a bad movie. But number one, I'd heard that it was really bad going into it. So my expectations were commensurate with the experience. Mm -hmm. And number two, as I've talked about before, the golden compass is like a masterclass and how to make a bad adaptation while trying to do your very best and lovingly treating the source material well, right? Yeah. Like- Starship Troopers is the opposite. How to make a kind of awesome adaptation while completely betraying the vision and destroying the author's intent in a way that is just, we've talked about, just grossly insulting. Mm -hmm. Whereas Golden Compass is the opposite. Every casting choice was inspired. They tried really hard. They were slavish in trying to Mm -hmm. keep the stories from the book onto the screen and in so doing made a boring movie because adapting book to screen if you aren't careful will just be boring because yeah. the pacing is different and so it's a, an honorable mention because of those two things it, it doesn't rise to the heights of like me sitting there watching it being enormously disappointed and let down
0: yep that's totally fair any um, other honorable mentions i do you? i have one more honorable okay. mention mm-hmm. and it is dragon fruit have you had dragon fruit Oh, like the food? The actual food. Oh yeah, fruit. okay. This because is this is a cool it, one. It's called dragon fruit. Yeah, which it sounds amazing. It should be it looks cool too. And then you see it yeah. and it's this cool thing with it's red and it has mm-hmm. scales on it. It almost looks like a dragon egg. You can yep. tell where they got the name. You cut it open and it's this gorgeous like stark white thing with all these little black seeds in it. Like it is a visually compelling fruit all around. And it is it doesn't taste bad, but its it tastes boring. Like, there's a reason it's not in all the fruit compilations, right? Yeah, the, uh, like, the, the,
1: the pantheon of fruit flavors yeah. Dragon
0: Fruit doesn't manage. Dragon Fruit looks and sounds so cool, and you mm. eat it, and you're like, oh, well, thats I guess that's okay. <laughs> Before this episode, audience,
1: <laughs> Dan was like, I think I might put a TV show on. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's totally fine. Secretly, he's writing down... A fruit. A fruit. Dragon fruit is very disappointing. I mean, okay. I agree with you. I can't even conjure the flavor, though I know I've had it before. So, yeah. You're a bizarre dude, and I really am happy (laughs) you put that on your list. (laughs) Here I
0: am thinking hard about media properties, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to get that fruit. I thought of, honestly, too many media properties, and I'm like, come on, i got to do something else. Mm. And I didn't want to do a book because I don't like to badmouth books and authors. So, Dragon Fruit gets it. My last honorable mention is Rings of Power. Rings of Power. Doesn't
1: make it on too disappointing, despite me multiple episodes
0: being very disappointed in, because mm-hmm. the parts that I liked, I really liked. Yeah. So. I will say I like it less and less it's as no time longer goes an eight. on. I definitely today would not give it an not eight.
1: Not give it an eight? Where are you? 7.9? <laughs> Is that what it means? We're we're down at least
0: to a seven at this point. Okay, okay. Yeah. I loved the experience of watching it. Uh The act of sitting next to my wife and watching all the episodes and Mm -hmm. thinking, oh, yay, this is cool. It was experientially delightful and narratively kind of abysmal. Okay. And I think that's why, similar to the prequels, right? Mm -hmm. It's finally kicking in later as I think, oh, wait, very little of this holds together regardless of how much fun I had watching it. And there's an argument to be made that the fun you have watching it is the point, right? Depends. It was me snickering at some of the ridiculous things (laughs) that were
1: happening on the screen, completely not buying in. Yeah. Does that count as fun?
0: I do. No. And obviously the best art, the the great art is something like the original Lord of the Rings that... Mm -hmm. Inspires generations and sticks around forever. And yep. it is fun in the moment and afterwards mm-hmm. rather than just one or the other. So, do you want to go to my list? Or do you want to do your list? Should we go back and forth like this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, you want to hear my first one? I want to hear this your is, third. This is an ac- my third one. I want to count up to your count most disappointing. Up to the experience. most disappointing. Yeah. Well, I don't, boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. You ready for this? Here's okay. my third most disappointing yeah. thing mm-hmm. Veronica Mars, seasons two and three. Okay. I've heard this before. Have you watched season one? I have never seen Veronica Mars. Like most people like season two a lot more than I do. Uh Season three is where it genuinely really just falls apart. The thing is the first season of Veronica Mars is one of the most brilliant and wonderful things I've seen on TV. And then season two does that hard reset of most of the characters and development and says, remember that love triangle in the first season that you love so much? We're just going to do that again rather than realistically advance forward from the same point where we ended that kind of thing is rampant in season two and the show fell apart for me completely i mean that is the big downfall of network television that's why there
1: are so few greats that aren't comedies because the comedies like you know cheers seinfeld things like this can be episodic and even if you have arcs They can play out, and the comedy can still be there. And anyway, finding full-on dramas or dramedies or things like that that don't fall apart in season two.
0: It's difficult. It can be done. Justified is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I think Mm -hmm. it does a phenomenal job. Better Call Saul, Mm -hmm. same thing. But yeah, Veronica Mars just did not know what to do with itself. It had one story to tell, and Mm -hmm. it told it flawlessly, and then they got renewed and we're like, well, crap, what do we do now? It's interesting because my number three is very similar.
1: Okay. It is Lost. Lost. Yeah. Lost season one, I think, is just one of these perfect pieces of media. Mm-hmm. Beautifully well done, narratively interesting, always doing something new, very few if any duds, interesting use of flashbacks and really kind of using the JJ mystery box to its fullest for what it can do in storytelling Mm -hmm. and keeping the focus on the characters and their arcs so that you don't get tired of the constant mystery. I really legitimately loved Lost Season 1 and somewhere in the middle of Lost Season 2, it just completely fell apart for me. Hmm. Some of this isn't their fault, right? There was a writer's strike. There were actors who wanted to leave the show that they had to write out. But the way they went about doing it, they started resetting arcs. So, Charlie, I don't know if you've seen Lost. Um, I've seen like one episode of Lost. So, The the Hobbit in Lost. He has- Oh, yeah. Uh, Mary's in it, huh? Yep. He has a fantastic arc through season one, kind of learning to deal with his drug addiction and get over it and things like that. And then like season two, it's like, oh, he found more heroin. He's back to being, you know, and being a mess again, they started to fix it by adding a new character who was a drug runner, who was kind of behind, you know, these drugs appearing. Mm -hmm. And then they killed that character off the best new character because he wanted to leave the show. Yeah, okay. And they killed off some characters in really annoying ways. They left around other ones who just grew more and more annoying. The show just completely fell apart for me. Season one was an event every episode when it came out Mm -hmm. for myself. I remember you
0: and your roommates, Ben and Earl, and everybody would watch it religiously. This was Mm -hmm. back when you had to watch TV when it came out. It was actually not even...
1: (laughs) I think I was married by this. It was me and Emily and people coming to our house. Okay. Yeah. The Gallery, Lost Season 1,
0: 2006, 2007? When is it? I think it was earlier than that, but I don't actually know, so... There. Okay.
1: 2004. 2004. All right. So it was with Earl and them. Well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, you're right. It must have been something else. I'm thinking of getting together, but might yeah. be. You watched the later seasons, Married. Yeah. I remember those? Yeah. I mean, I. Did I, you stick with it all the way through to the end? I was dead by season three. Yeah. By season three, I'm like, I just cannot do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Watching every episode is painful because I remember how great it used to be.
0: Yeah, I didn't actually make it to season three of Veronica Mars for that mm-hmm. reason. So, all right, what's your number two? Okay, number two. Quantum of Solace. Oh, really? Interesting choice. The the second... Yes, um, the the water one. Mm -hmm. ...of the James Bond movies with Craig... What's his name? Daniel Craig. Craig, Daniel Craig, yep. So, Casino Royale came out Mm -hmm. and blew everyone's mind right out of their head. It was one of the best Mm -hmm. James Bond movies ever. Yes. Arguably the best James Bond movie. It changed the way we thought about Bond. It was frankly, one of the best action movies many people had ever seen. So many brilliant, wonderful, incredible things about it. It added depth and characterization to what had previously mostly just been flashy glitz and glamour. It was so good. And then Quantum of Solace was a direct sequel that actually continued the same Mm -hmm. story. And everyone was very excited about that until about 20 minutes in when we realized this is one of the dullest things ever made. There are very few movies that I have literally fallen asleep in the middle of, and Quantum of Solace is one of them. Quantum of Solace is not great. I will agree
1: with you there. I would still rather watch it than (laughs) some of the years preceding where Bond went full on camp. And so I give it a little bit more of a pass. It's definitely not Casino Royale. It's definitely not Skyfall, which Skyfall are, is my favorite Bond yeah, movie. Those are the two best of the new ones, but there are not really any bad ones other than maybe Quantum of Solace. Like the new one, we should maybe talk sometime. I liked, it
0: has huge flaws, but I liked it. Yeah, we could do a whole Bond episode. Yes, and we could. We could do a whole No Time to Die episode. Yep. I think I disagree okay. with the assertion I would rather watch like one of the campy, crappy ones, like Moonraker, See, than Quantum of Solace. Because yeah. Moonraker and its ilk are dumb, mm-hmm. but Quantum of Solace is genuinely boring. Moonraker, I actually
1: kind of consider in the so campy, <laughs> it's good category. Okay, I'm fair. talking about when the Pierce Brosnan era, I really was waiting for him. And some of his films are good, but as he went... They like, some of them are, tried to be cool and campy at the same time and didn't know they were campy. They just thought they were cool and Mm -hmm. it started to get really painful.
0: Yeah. Some of those are terrible. Some of those I recognize that they're terrible while still loving them. Okay. I would put GoldenEye in the absolute S tier. Yeah. GoldenEye is Bond movies. Yeah. We definitely need to do a Bond movie. It's, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to have to go watch, I haven't watched like a bunch of them in a long time. It's part
1: of the the issue. I know Adam watched them all again. Maybe we need to guest star Adam
0: on that episode because he just did a marathon like last year and watched every Bond. I will say when I was a kid, my Mm -hmm. favorite one was Live and Let Die. Okay. And I cannot even watch it anymore because it is so racist. And when little eight-year-old Dan Wells did not see any of that, Mm -hmm. and then he grew up and realized, oh, wow. This is so much worse than I remember.
1: Yeah, it it was a different time. I would go down when I was like seven or eight, Mm -hmm. sneak past my mom who was doing accountant things, because that's what my mom does. Mm -hmm. My dad would be watching Bond down in his study. And I would bring my blankets, and I would sit down, and I would watch Bond with him on the floor. And those movies are not movies that I would show a seven-year-old these days. Mm -hmm. But it's a different time, so...
0: There you go. Yep. So okay, that's uh, my memory before we leave mm-hmm. Bond, we definitely need to do a Bond episode at some point. Yes. But before we leave it now, I'm going to ask, do you have a favorite Bond song? Do I have a favorite Bond song? Um,
1: live and Let Die. Live and yeah, Let Die. I really like Live and gritty, Let Die. friggin' right? great. I mean, is that GNR? No, who is that? No, no that's, that's Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. No, and- I'm thinking of the actual metal song that has the same title. It is not Live and Let Die. It's not Live and Let Die? I mean, Live and Let Die is an amazing song. It is an amazing song, but I'm conflating the two. I'd have to think about it. No, no. I think that people can confirm in the comments. I think that I am thinking of a metal song that I conflated that is not actually. I have to go listen to them and see. I think I'm thinking of like a Megadeth song or something like that. That sounds, the title has, sounds title like sounds Live sounds and Let Die? D- yeah, the same. Oh. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of yeah, that. That would be cool. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you said Live and Let Die. Oh, I know a song like that. I really listened to that a lot when I was a kid, <laughs> but I don't think it's the Bond theme. Okay. I would have to listen to a bunch of the them Bond and decide. Pretty. I actually, a yeah. A lot of them are pretty bought, good.
0: Back when people, when albums yeah. were a thing, mm-hmm. I bought an album on CD that was all the Bond songs up to that point. Oh, cool. And so I think it was just prior- to Daniel Craig, so it didn't have You Know My Name, which is mm-hmm. definitely a top-tier Bond song, Okay, but it had up through some or all of the Brosnan ones, Yeah, and so I have listened to a lot of them a lot.
1: Okay. And uh, I'm not going to look for it right now. Yeah. People will know in the comments, because the, the internet is collectively very smart. <laughs> <laughs> collectively. Mm. Yes. Uh, all right. Are so we on uh, my what, number two? What's your number two? My number two is... The Winter Dragon.
0: The Winter Dragon? What's The Winter Dragon?
1: Oh, The Winter Dragon. (laughs) I am on tour in Japan. Okay. It's a trip to Taiwan. Mm -hmm. I told you the story where lightning strike, go to Japan for a day, Mm -hmm. right? I'm in Japan, and my phone lights up with texts and emails, and I'm like, it's 2 a.m. back home. Why are people like something... Did we make first contact? What's going on? <laughs> and I read, and people are like, did you see? Did you see? Did you hear? Did you see? They all know I'm usually up at that time. They didn't uh-huh. know I was in Japan. And I'm like, what is this? The pilot for the Wheel of Time television show dropped on like <laughs> TNT 5. Like okay. like TNT 2 or was something Was it a like
0: that. spoof or something? No,
1: it was, a, it was a, an ash can. So what it was Whoa. was rights were about to lapse. Mm -hmm. The producers will say, we just wanted to prove it could be done. So we filmed this and things like that. So that, you know, a proof of concept. And we thought it was so good that we would then release it. Release it by buying paid space on TNT2 at 2 a.m. Yeah. Not announcing to the fandom it was coming. Not telling Harriet or me. They don't have to tell me, but Mm -hmm. they have to tell Harriet, right? That this is coming. And then they launch it. And it's Billy Zane, and it's like one set, a dark room, in an hour or a half hour, it felt like an hour, it might have been a half hour, maybe it was a full hour, <laughs> of just monologuing that filming the prologue to Eye of the World.
0: So not even a trailer, but like a teaser of episode one or something. A
1: full episode one. Wow. A full episode one, filmed like in an afternoon, on a single soundstage with one set and no mm-hmm. props. Basically no
0: costuming, just what they had in the closet off the rack. Yeah, and these are done, if you don't know what an ash can is, Mm -hmm. because their rights are about to expire. But if they can produce and release something, and that is key to it, it kind of automatically renews that rights for a certain amount of time. Yes.
1: Famous ash cans that you may want to look up. The Hobbit movie. Not the one you're thinking of. (laughs) Not that other one you're thinking of. Probably not the third one you think of either. (laughs) Is a slideshow with narration that was shown, I believe, in New York for one afternoon in order to keep the Hobbit rights. Mm-hmm. It is delightful. I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, it's, have there's seen a romance it. between know the, that it's there. Bilbo and Thorin's daughter. Oh, yes. cool. Yes. Uh, love interest. There's a young female dwarf going on Who the quest. the quest? Yes. None of the other dwarfs, just like Thorin and his daughter and Bilbo. And there might be one other dwarf. It's It's a delightful piece of media that you will cringe at hard. And then the the other one being the Fantastic Four that we've talked about, the Roger yeah, Corman that's Fantastic Four, one. which I have seen. And I agree with the general consensus that it is actually kind of good in a <laughs> fun way. Like, it mixes so bad it's good with, like, some genuine sort of attempts at making a mm-hmm. real movie that it's yeah. a delightful watch. So those are two uh, famous I, I haven't
0: seen that one. I would like mm-hmm. to. Yeah, we should watch uh, it I love the Fantastic Four deeply. They are arguably my oh, yeah? favorite comic book You will characters. actually like this. Yeah. The Thing is kind of legit good. Like, okay. they spent all
1: of their zero budget... Basically buying one of the TMNT costumes, not really, but you know, those old live action TMNT, mm-hmm. that same costume, but made into the thing. It has mouth articulation that's cool. motorized. Someone else is moving it mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's like, huh. I don't know how they could afford that because the rest of the special effects are so bad. Like <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. It's like, he goes like this and then they like cut to like a wide shot. That's like a prop arm being... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, pointed toward the camera to the stretching. But they treat the characters pretty well for that. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. should watch well, that. Well, and mm-hmm. it's,
0: it can't be worse than the actual Fantastic Four movies that uh, were oh, released. It is the right? best Fantastic Four movie I have seen. Okay. It's, it's wonderful, but it's not good. But it is the best Fantastic
1: Four movie. And I have seen mm-hmm. most of the Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, And I'm going to include, as much as I love Sam Raimi the Fantastic Four appearance of Mr. Fantastic in the new Doctor Strange. Yeah, multiverse of madness. Yep. Okay. So so there you are. That's my number two. Number Uh, two. I heard that there's a Wheel of Time show dropping. The immediate sense of enormous disappointment and horror that I felt for a piece of Wheel of Time media being made ranks it as number two. It's why... it was easy wow. to pick my number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I watched it, and then my horror only got worse and worse till wow. I was just kind of laughing in this sort of weird, befuddled way.
0: <laughs> laughing to keep from crying. Yep. Well, okay. What's your number one? My number one was the modern remake of Clash of the Titans. Oh, I didn't see it. You didn't see it? Nope. It is
1: so bad. Wow. Is it like, bad enough that it's enjoyable? Will no. I like it? Oh. no! People always say that. And you, then yeah, I people don't know. said that about cats, and cats is a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> it is one we should watch okay. together.
0: Because the last time I saw original classifications was in your basement. I know. Mm-hmm. We watched it. Yeah. And, you know, he says my basement. This was back in college, so it was yeah. the basement apartment that I yeah. lived in. Yeah. And we watched it, and... We loved it, and we grew up with it, right? Yes. And so it's difficult for me to judge the original Clash of the mm-hmm. Titans objectively. Right. But, you know, growing up in the 80s, we did have like a little mini boom of shlocky fantasy. We had the Conans, we had Kroll, we had Beastmaster, yep. and we had Clash of the Titans, which mm-hmm. was wonderful. The modern one really just, oh, it's so bad. And it's disappointing in a very Quantum of solace way. There's okay. the theme is Dan's it's just boring. bored by these things. Okay, I mean, you got Liam Neeson as Zeus and he's dull as paint. You've got, who is it? Fines, I think, as Hades and he's terrible. I don't know. It's just bad.
1: Well, my number one is bad for the same reason. One of the very few movies I've ever just turned off mm-hmm. because I was bored. Not for any other reason, just I'm like, can we do anything else? And it is Fantastic Beats and Where to Find Them. See, never seen it. I was hyped to see this movie. Mm -hmm. Even the Harry Potter movies, I don't like that much because it has that same problem. Yeah. I only
0: liked two of the Harry Potter movies. But I have
1: enjoyed every one of them. John Williams soundtrack mixed with some cool visuals, mixed with books that I love together, made for a wonderful viewing experience. And all of that magic was just completely gone. From Fantastic Beasts. It was dull, it was monotonous, it was kind of a little insulting, which is hmm, you know that's too bad. My wife and I just sat there, we lasted like a half hour and we're just like, can we turn this off? And I'm glad we did because we then watched Darkest Hour instead, which is really great. Which one is that? So that is the, the night- Is that the
0: Churchill that's movie? the Churchill one. Okay. So
1: the night before, we had watched Dunkirk at Dunkirk because we were on vacation. Oh, that's And cool. I said, you know, we should watch Darkest Hour because it's the other half of Dunkirk from mm-hmm. Churchill's viewpoint. Yeah. But we wanted something different. We tried Harry Potter. We turned it off. We watched Darkest Hour. And Darkest Hour is legit great. So Okay. I really want to see a supercut of Darkest Hour and Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Where
0: you're- Back and forth. Back and forth. Darkest Hour, it's- Gary Oldman, right? Gary Oldman. Yeah. Just doing an amazing job. As much as I have come ideologically to really dislike Churchill, and it's worth pointing out that both Darkest Hour and Harry Potter are very fraught with a lot of- Yes, they are. uh, A lot of unfortunate attached baggage. As bad of a person, ultimately, as Churchill was- I genuinely loved John Lithgow's performance as Churchill on The Crown. Did you okay. ever watch The Crown? I did not watch The Crown. The Crown is totally a Dan kind of thing. It is mm-hmm. a long, decades-long generational story where you watch the characters grow up, and first couple of seasons has John Lithgow, who's mm-hmm. an American dude, yeah, who hits Winston Churchill out of the park. I think he even won an Emmy for it, mm. and he does just a wonderful job.
1: Well, there you are. We're way over time on this one. So,
0: but that's our. Uh, you know, apparently, we really want to talk about things we didn't like. <laughs> well, it is the internet. Yeah. So go celebrate by eating some dragon fruit. How's that, Ben?